Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Friday morning, the 16th of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. As you know, people arriving into Ireland from some 71 countries must go into mandatory hotel quarantine. Countries go on that list based on advice that comes from Neffet. We do advise that in the first instance, the focus should be on countries with known variants of concern, followed by countries or states with very high incidence, more than 500 per 100,000, followed by states high incidence, which is less than 500 per 100,000, but more than two and a half times Ireland's 14-day incidence. When making its advice, Neffet does not consider the freedom of movement principle in the European Union. We do not differentiate between the EU and the rest of the world. We look at countries with variants of concern, then countries or states with a very high incidence and countries or states with an incidence more than 2.5 times Ireland's incidence. Indeed, prioritisation is based on different criterion altogether. There needs to be a focus in the first instance on countries with known variants or probable variants uh, followed by very high incidence, followed by high incidence. But why is it that people who have been fully vaccinated who arrive in this country have been obliged to stay in one of these hotels? First and foremost, we're still not entirely clear uh, what impact a vaccine or different vaccines have on transmission of the virus. So you can be vaccinated yourself and carry one of these variants of concern and bring it into this country and give it to somebody. So there's a risk that you could spread the virus But that's not all. In any event, no vaccine is 100% effective. So it's possible, it seems, that you have coronavirus yourself, despite having been fully vaccinated. Then there's the issue of which vaccine you got. Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Sputnik, etc., etc. Different vaccines can have different impacts on the issue of transmission, and we do need to learn more about that over the coming weeks. Then there's these variants we keep hearing about. Different variants will have different effects on different vaccines, and we are seeing increasing uh, 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 reports now on a daily, certainly a weekly basis internationally, of cases and clusters uh, uh, arising in people who've been fully vaccinated, cases particularly with the B1351 South African variant. And who knows, it may have been months ago when you were actually vaccinated. There's still a question as to the length of immunity that's afforded or the, the length of protection that's afforded by vaccine-induced immunity. The next reason for being cautious is because people are coming here from foreign countries. They say they've been vaccinated, but does this mean that they have been vaccinated? And then there's the whole issue of certification foreign certification at that. That's uh, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer Ronan Lynn speaking to the Oireachtas Health Committee this week. The Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, joins us now. Good morning to you, Minister, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us on the programme as always. Minister, there's an obvious problem here, isn't there? Dr. Lynn said it was going to take weeks to work out some of these issues. That was on Tuesday. On Thursday, the Minister said 
the issues had somehow been resolved, that there is no need for people who had been vaccinated to quarantine in hotels. How can that be explained? Hello, Minister. No, there's a problem with the line. We, uh, we don't have Helen McEntee on the line. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we'll try uh, to fix that problem and come back to you. Obviously, this uh, is... Uh, Following uh, what we believe has been a lot of lobbying by European embassies, we heard from uh, the Italian ambassador uh, specifically criticised Ireland yesterday and there was political pressure heaped on uh, the government uh, from uh, the European Commission. Uh, So I suppose the question is, uh, did Dr Glynn somehow not or realised that he didn't need weeks to resolve some of these issues and some of the questions uh, that he said he wouldn't be able to get answers to for weeks uh, and that he was able to resolve those issues and get the answers in a day or two days? Or is it actually a situation uh, whereby the European Commission is presiding over the decisions here uh, and guiding public health policy in this country? As I say, um, it we're trying to get uh, the minister back on the line. I think we're getting a connection there. No, we're not getting a connection. OK, we're going to take a break now and uh, we'll come back and hopefully we'll be able to speak to Helen McEntee then. Michael Reed on LMFM. Yeah, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, is on uh, the line with us. And uh, apologies uh, to everyone once again for whatever went wrong on us. Uh, minister, good morning to you. Good morning, Michael. Sorry, I think we have gremlins on the phone line this morning. Apologies. Okay, I'm not sure how much you heard of the introduction, but we heard uh, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer give us endless reasons as to why people who have been fully vaccinated coming into the country from the 71 countries who are on the hotel quarantine list should be uh, in that quarantine. Uh, That was on Tuesday. Uh, And we also heard Dr. Glynn say that it was going to take several weeks at a minimum, to resolve many of these issues. And then we heard the Minister say yesterday that these issues had been resolved. Can you explain that to us? So apologies, I didn't hear any of that. But look, maybe just to to explain to people what's happened in the last few weeks, um, mandatory hotel quarantine has obviously been introduced. Yeah, no, no, I, no, no, no. I'd rather you address the issues. I mean, the, the, Ronan Lynn was very clear uh, on Tuesday that people coming into this country who have been fully vaccinated uh, need to go into mandatory hotel quarantine if they're coming from one of those 71 countries. And that that is a a position, uh, he said, that could not possibly change for many weeks because there are too many unknowns. What happened between between Tuesday and Thursday, Minister? Uh, Did Ronan Lynn uh, change his mind or was his mind changed for him? No, and, and the reason that I was saying initially, you know, we introduced hotel quarantine, but this was never to be a long-term solution. So the reason we've introduced it is to prevent the incoming COVID cases and to stop new variants. Minister, However, they're always minister, please, pl- 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 please, please, and minister, address the question. And, and for government, the exit strategy are those who are vaccinated, and obviously we're looking at something else, which is the EU digital path. So. The announcement that Stephen Donnelly made last night, and we he were said it was based clear. on the advice of Ronan Lynn, the deputy chief medical officer, who said the complete opposite on Tuesday. Well, we have, and I, and I think people would agree. For the last year, we have taken the advice not just of Ronan Lynn, but Tony Houlihan, Nefis, uh, Nyack, our medical health experts and teams. Um, but we also, as a government, have to make decisions, and we've been very clear that while introducing hotel quarantine, we're doing it 
for a very clear reason to make sure that all of the work that we have done in the last year is not undone. But there has to be an exit strategy. This can't be something that we introduce that remains on a permanent basis. We're a small uh, country. We, we depend on um, the, the economic activity coming and going. But also so are you saying, people that are you saying that the, 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 the decision as announced yesterday, which allows people who have been fully vaccinated coming into this country not to go into quarantine, that that has the support of the Deputy Chief Medical Officer and that it has the support of NEFIT. Absolutely. And that so what happened between Tuesday and Thursday? Well, we, we go by the advice that we're given. We asked NEFIT... But the advice on Tuesday was that they should be quarantined and that it would take weeks for that position to change because there are far too many unknowns. People don't know how long... Uh, you are immune for after getting vaccinated. Uh, there's questions about uh, if you're vaccinated, could you still be transmitting the disease? No vaccine is fully effective. So you could actually have coronavirus despite being fully vaccinated. Uh, and if you had the disease, you could have one of these new variants and you could be bringing it into, into the country. And you could come here and say you've been vaccinated. But how do we know you've been vaccinated? Uh, how do we know uh, if uh, the certification that you have to say that you have been vaccinated is legitimate? Because you're coming from a foreign country. Is the Sputnik vaccine acceptable if you've been fully vaccinated? These are the type of issues that Roland Lynn was raising on Tuesday. And he said the answers to those questions could not be known in many circumstances for at least weeks. Something dramatic happened on Thursday and uh, there's no explanation for it. There's no plausible explanation for it, Minister. And Michael, there will always be all of these questions. Nothing will ever be certain. We will never be 100% sure if people who already have COVID, will they be able to get it in the first six months? We were told that wasn't the case. We've seen cases where that happened. Minister, when the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, the Acting Chief Medical Officer, says on Tuesday that people should go into hotel quarantine, I don't think it's plausible or credible to say that he's changed his mind by Thursday. Well, all I can say, Michael, is my own view and that of government, but also of the Chief Medical Officer or the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, is that if we have a system in place with hotel quarantine, we need to have an exit strategy as well. Now, we are not ploughing ahead against advice of NEFIT. We're not deciding to make this decision without the... In your view, is the Deputy Chief Medical Officer compromised now? I, I don't believe he is. I think okay. he's done an absolutely excellent job. In your view, does it make sense that he could say one thing on Tuesday... And changes, we haven't heard them say it on Thursday, by the way. We heard the minister speaking on Thursday. And we also know that there's been pressure from the European embassies and the European Commission. And there is this question, obviously, now, as a result of all of this, did Roland Lynn actually change his mind? Or is it the European Commission that's guiding public health policy in this country? I, I think we need to take a step back for a second, Why? if we could. And, Why? and just look at the fact No, I'd like that. you to answer the question, Minister, before but, but we take a step back. You, you need to let me answer the question and you haven't actually let me answer any of the questions that you've put to me. Yeah, and I appreciate true. everything that you've said because you're right, things have changed, variants have changed, we have new variants that we never thought would exist when this started, we have new evidence that comes every day, we have vaccinations where things are changing. This is an evolving and a changing situation and that has been the, say, that, that, that has been the case from day one and unfortunately that's not going to change. There's going to be changes that happen But we need to make sure that everything that we do, first and foremost, it's to protect people and and hotel quarantine is working. We've identified new cases, we've identified new variants, but we also have to manage that with risk. And I say that we, 
That includes the expert advice, whether it's Ronan Glynn, whether it's NIAC, whether it's Nefis. And we do know that where somebody has a negative PCR test, where they have been fully vaccinated, where they can show a second negative PCR test, that that risk is significantly reduced. So what we are proposing now, and again, this is with the support and the advice of Nefis, and, and they will be working with us. My own department is working with Stephen Donnelly's department to develop these regulations now. If you have that reduced risk, you won't be just allowed to come into this country and go about wherever you want to. You still have to quarantine at home. You'll still have to take your test after five days. And at that stage, you will be able to have shown two negative tests, plus that you are fully vaccinated. But you're 100% right. There's no vaccination for any type of, um, you know, whether it's COVID or any other type of illness, that is 100%. And I think if we're going to wait to that point, and, and medical experts would say the same, then our country will remain closed forever. We will never be able to go anywhere. There will never be any international travel. So while we're putting all of these measures in place now, we have to have exit strategies. We have to show people that these vaccinations are going to mean much better things. You know, and we saw yesterday actually probably the most positive briefing from NEFIS that we've had all year. Hospital numbers are down. People in ICU are down. We obviously eased restriction this month, but also we're now looking towards the month of May for personal services, for retail, where hopefully into the summer months hospitality will open again. So I, I fully accept what you're saying, that there's a lot of unknowns, things change, but we have to be able to adapt and we have to be able to change with them as well. And everything that we have done has been with the advice of Ronan Glynn and, and, and an excellent team that have been working with him and others. Um, but people need to know that, that we have an exit strategy for all of this as well. And that's something in recent weeks and months I think people have been asking more and more of. OK, Minister, people might understand now why I was interrupting. Uh, you see, the thing is, I let you speak with respect to you uh, uninterrupted, but you didn't address any of the questions I put to you. I was asking you about why Ronan Lynn, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, had one opinion on Tuesday and it changed on Thursday. And in follow-up to that, I was asking you, did it actually change on Thursday or is policy being dictated by the European Commission? So we, we as a cabinet agreed last week that we would look at this, that we would look at vaccinations, that this could potentially be an exit strategy. This has nothing to do with the Commission. Uh, as people will be aware, that the Commission raised concerns about the very fact that we've introduced hotel quarantine. But I am very confident and, and I think cabinet and government is very confident in the legal advice that we have received that mandatory hotel quarantine is proportionate, that it is reasonable. Um, it is dependent on each member state to decide how they support and, and, and protect their citizens from COVID-19. But of course, we have to be conscious of the freedoms that exist, whether it's freedom of movement or anything else within the EU. But we have introduced this very confident that it is proportionate and reasonable. But we never intended to introduce it without being clear that this is not a permanent strategy. I was in Dublin Airport yesterday for one and a half hours and I did not meet one single passenger so even though there might be a perception that there are tens of thousands of people coming into this country in one and a half hours on a day where you would normally have 100,000 passengers coming through the airport, 
I did not see one single passenger. So we've seen a huge reduction of numbers of people coming into this country. Uh, I think we have been successful on the basis that we have detected cases within within mandatory hotel quarantine, some of which have been these variants of concern. Um, but we cannot continue like this forever. We're a small, open country. We have a lot of people coming and going. Um, and we need to be able to show that we, we have an exit strategy. Uh, Ronan Lynn has always engaged with us as a government and where we have asked them to look at certain options they will come back and they will give us advice. And if he does not believe that this is something that we can do, we've seen in the past where he and his team have very clearly stated that. Um, but last night advice was given that this is something that is possible. That is why my own department and Stephen Donnelly's are now working to put together regulations. But as I've said, this doesn't give people free reign. They won't be able to just come into the country and do whatever they want. They will still have to show negative PCR tests. They will still have to quarantine at home. So there will still be that level of protection there, even though there is obviously a reduced risk because people will have been vaccinated. And would you like Roland Lynn then to explain why he had one opinion on Tuesday and a different opinion on Thursday? Because I'm not sure if you agree. Uh, I think I've asked you a number of times, uh, but uh, it doesn't seem plausible to me. Roland Lynn is... is generally out most evenings. As I said, he he spoke last night and gave a very positive briefing of the direction to which this country is going. But but would you like him to explain, Minister? The question is, would you like him to explain why he said one thing on Tuesday uh, and we're being told he advised the Minister completely differently on Thursday? So I I have no doubt that he will say what he needs to say this evening and that he will outline his views and his thoughts. And if he has a different view as to what we've heard last night from Stephen Donnelly, then we will hear that. But I, I don't believe that's the case because that's not what I've been informed of and certainly I don't think my department and the Department of Health would be developing regulations that are contrary to or without the support of whether it's Ronan Glynn or the rest of Nefis or the NIAC team. So I, I have no doubt that Ronan Glynn and his team will be uh, this evening at their press conference in the same way that they are most evenings and will certainly answer any questions and would certainly answer the questions that you have just posed Um, But we, you know, we've always been clear and I think health have always been clear as well. There are always going to be unknowns. We're never going to have 100 percent clarity on absolutely everything here. But we do need to make sure that we manage the risk and where there is a massive reduction in risk, be it because of vaccination Mm. or negative tests. It just seems odd. We can take that into account. Okay, it just seems odd that because there were things we didn't know on Tuesday, we should lock people up in hotels. Uh, But on Thursday, we still don't know the answers to that. And we don't need to lock them up in hotels. That's very hard to figure. Um, i going to ask you about uh, your hate crime legislation. Before that, I know you want to invite people to a Zoom meeting on uh, the future of remote working. Just very briefly, thanks, Michael. Um, on, on the 22nd of April, so next week at 8pm, at myself and my colleague, Minister English, but also with our, our team of councillors, we're inviting people to, to an online discussion on the future of remote working in Meath. And, and really, this is very much on the basis that over the last year, we've seen how work has changed, how work has uh, adapted, how people I think now are, are expecting more flexible type of working and it's really to engage with people on, on that type of working um, and the future of that type of working in, in County Mead. So I would encourage anyone if, if they wanted to go onto our social media to, to join that conversation and obviously to, to voice their own opinions. Okay, Minister. Um, you uh, are introducing hate crime legislation today. I am. And, and if I could just say from the outset, this is not legislation that in any way is meant to stifle freedom of speech. It's not in any way something where somebody can by accident find themselves in court because they they potentially insulted somebody. We have a situation in this country at the moment where 
people or groups of people have found themselves victims of assault, uh, they have been harassed, there have been threats against them or their family or their community simply because of the colour of their skin, their religion, their sexual orientation or even because they have a disability. Um, And we don't have a law that currently exists where somebody commits a crime against another person that is motivated by hate. And I believe, and I genuinely believe, uh, most people think the same, that it does matter if a crime is motivated by hate. It has a greater impact on the victim. It has a greater impact on their community. And it, it divides society. So the legislation I'm introducing is bringing new laws around hate crime for the first time, where that can be an aggravated factor in a court of law where somebody has committed a crime. But secondly, where we already have legislation on incitement to hatred, it's complex, it's intricate, it's cumbersome, it doesn't work. So we're repealing that and we're introducing new legislation that means if somebody deliberately sets out to cause harm to another person verbally, online, through other forms of media, and they incite other people to do the same, that that will be a crime as well and that there will be more serious penalties. So this is really about making sure that anybody who lives in this country, that they feel safe, that they don't ever feel because of who they are, that they will be treated differently or that it won't be any less of a crime. Mm. Uh, so this legislation has, has been introduced and I hope that we will have it enacted as, as soon as possible. Very good. I wish we had more time uh, to hear more about how uh, that legislation uh, will work out in practice. Uh, but we have to leave it there for the moment. And thank you indeed uh, for Michael. joining us on uh, the programme uh, this morning. That's uh, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, who's a Finnegal TD for me these Michael Reed on LMFM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.